me and Zach are in the office working on cases. Other attorneys are running around and I get a message from a good friend and he's like, have you seen this Twisted Tea video? What's going on with that? Is that battery? Can you consent to it? So I was like, Zach, what is he talking about? Zach and I are so busy. We are not even caught up on pop culture news. So we pulled up this uh, Twisted Tea video. Snap me. Yeah, you got yours, buddy. I am blown away. This guy is, he's basically saying, hit me, hit me, hit me. And um, so, yeah, this is a wild video. Zach, have you seen this before today? So I've seen, I've seen snippets of it. I hadn't seen the whole video. Um, but we, we watched it today during lunch to, to get the whole thing. And, <laughs> yes. And so we're actually after hours filming this and, uh, we have some twisted tea here because, you know, we wanted to really do the research for this part. And so Zach, let's walk through this video. You have a gentleman saying, hit me, <laughs> hit me, hit me. He's saying some vulgar things. So for anybody watching this, Zach. Is consent a defense to battery? Can you walk up to someone and be like, punch me in the face? Give me some thoughts on that. A few ways it can be a defense to battery. It's it's rare. It's not it's not a good defense, certainly. Uh, but they they made it so it can be a defense because you know, otherwise you wouldn't be able to play sports like football or boxing or anything like that, where people are consenting to hit each other. So there are a few, a few ways you know, where, where it can be. Uh, but generally, no, it, it's, it's very narrow and it's, it's not a good defense strategy. It would be a horrible idea to hit someone and your defense be like, well, they told me to. The, the court of appeals has laid out, they say that, oh, it's a defense, but then they give six ways it's not a defense. And literally every single one of these is, uh, is problematic. If they consent, but you went overboard. If you deadly weapons involved, if a death results, if it's an aggravated battery, anything is an aggravated battery. If someone says, ah, that really hurts, aggravate, there's so many ways on here, but you're exactly right. There has to be a defense um, because, you know, they talk about, you're talking about sports teams, Court of Appeals in a rather risque opinion talks about <laughs> it is a defense when there's sexual overtones involved. So we're not going to talk about that in this video because it might be kids watching, but uh, you do not want to rely on getting in a fight with someone and being like, well, they consented to it. Terrible idea. Um, Zach, in this particular case, the gentleman is saying horrible things to the, um, the guy that ultimately hits him with the can. So what is Indiana's thoughts on basically provoking somebody? It can be tricky. Uh, it's, it can be a mitigating factor in a case, but it's, it's probably not going to be enough to claim self-defense um, or, or something like that. Um, you know, it's words and, and an act may, may get us there. And I think that's what we're seeing in this case right here. Oh, absolutely. So um, I want to show the video again right here. And you'll see that um, the man drops the can. And then the, this absolute jerk of a guy, he kicks him. And he doesn't make contact with him. He looks like he hits the, uh, I don't know what to call it, the, the guardrail on the bottom floor or whatever. But 
once that guy makes an overt act along with his words, I think this gentleman is in the clear for exercising self-defense. Now, you know, you and I both know that you have to be in a place where you have a right to be. This looks like a convenience store. No problem with that. Um, the person exercising self-defense can't have provoked anything. I think it's really clear that he wasn't provoking. In fact, the other guy was provoking. Now, here's where you get into the deep of it. The response has to be both objectively reasonable, meaning outside looking in, and subjectively reasonable, meaning you know putting yourself in that person's shoes. So Zach, walk us through outside looking in on this particular case, how we would argue that if they were charge him and we went to trial in Indiana. So outside looking in, we see a guy who's, somebody's acting aggressively towards him. Um, and even the woman in the background, you can hear her talking about it. You know, she's, she's amazed he didn't act sooner. Um, he's, he's got somebody acting aggressively towards him. And then there's an overt act with the kick. So there's, there's a couple, you know, a couple actions here that, that make it seem like he was justified in his behavior. I, I totally agree. I mean, the word, the atmosphere plus the overt kick, I think anybody's going to be like, Oh, objectively, this is fine. Now, subjectively, Zach, how would we argue that at trial? Meaning in his shoes. So in this case, he may have to testify um, to say he felt threatened at the time. Um, it's, it, it's probably going to come down to his testimony if he's claiming self-defense saying he felt threatened based on the other person's behavior. Um, and I, you know, if we find objectively that it, it's that way and he says subjectively he felt threatened, I, I think it's a good self-defense case. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. How exciting would it be if this, they, if this happened in Indiana and they charged this guy, we would just be so happy. I mean, it would be the funnest case in the world. This guy clearly is asking to get punched. And uh, I never would have thought Twisted T could be used like that. And you see the splash? Let's get that video queued up. There's a splash off that guy's face. I am blown away. Um, you know, even though we're making light of all this, Self-defense is a serious issue and, you know, you have to feel threatened, you know, words alone typically are not going to be enough. And, you know, before you act and you hit someone, make contact with them, just understand there could be serious ramifications. Um, in this case, I don't think the gentleman overreacted. Um, once he, the guy kicked at him, he hit him with the can and then the guy started walking towards him. All of a sudden, all that talk about hit me, it went out the door and um, he acted aggressively. And then you'll see once the guy was on the ground, I think there was a total of five punches. And then our guy, gentleman showed incredible self-restraint. He stopped. He didn't just pummel him into oblivion. Didn't do an elbow drop. Didn't um, kick him while he was down. He showed a lot of restraint. Um, and that's key too, because self-defense can always start a self-defense and then it can go overboard. And we've seen that too, Zach, where someone goes way overboard and uh, you lose that right because it has to be reasonable in the response. And, you know, this guy didn't pull a gun out, didn't shoot him. He didn't grab a, he didn't grab a weapon and start bludgeoning him. He used his fists after the guy came at him with some fists. This is reasonable. Um, I think we could win this case almost every single day. Any parting thoughts, Zach? I, you know, I, I commend the self-control he showed the entire time because he he showed a lot of restraint there. Um, 
So yeah, I, I commend him for that. All that guy wanted was a delicious twisted tea. And that guy's making his life hell. And uh, I can see why. I can see why. These, these, are, these are great. Remember, always play the fifth. 